Okay, Who Are You Nation, Rob Elwood here, back with a guest for the first time. Somebody back on the show again. We have David Hobson all the way from England once again on the show. David, how are you doing today? All fine, yeah. Everything uh, seems to be going to plan. Uh-huh. Uh, in the UK, the weather's nice. That's the main thing. I, that's always nice, always nice. And I have to say thank you for coming on. I know it's the evening over there. Am I correct on that? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. it's about 10.30 at night now. Okay, good. Good. Well, again, thanks for coming on. The topic of today, David, first got to have a reintroduction from you, if you don't mind. Let all our listeners know who you are and why you're on here. But we are going to speak a little World Cup. And I have some questions based upon our experience experience here in the United States over the past three weeks, of course, but I want to hear your perspective, how things have been going, some of the teamwork, some of the life lessons we've learned, as well as what some of your predictions may be as we head into the final few matches that are left here and what has been a wonderful World Cup. So David, start us off, remind us again what you do for a living and uh, how things are going these days. Yeah, I'm uh, David Hobson from uh, Manchester United Football Club, I'm a development scout and I'm also uh, the founder of the Professional Football Scouts Association. I've been at Manchester United now for 13 years and I'd apply it in every single age group at Manchester United Football Club. Great, fantastic. So let's see, this journey of the World Cup started a long time ago. I don't think many people quite understand what leads up to the excitement where we have the different divisions and they're playing in team play. Can you do us a favor, just give us a, a bit of an overview of what goes into a team qualifying for the World Cup before they get to this world stage. Well, what they have to do first is play, uh, uh, they, they get drawn uh, in the cup, uh, the qualifying stages, and then what you have to do is you have to like uh, win, win your group or come second in your group, and then what happens then is uh, uh, in the different countries throughout Europe, uh, they have the, the, the Europe side of it, and then they have the Asia. Uh, and then what happens then is that all the top, all the top teams get through to the finals. Yeah, it's played. That's getting played at the moment. But you know, that, 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 that's one of the things. I think. I think we we put in the qualifiers, and then everything goes downhill. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not speaking about England, yeah. are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, somewhere along the line like that. You know, what I, mean? I think. I think I'm, I'm going to start watching skiing or something. Well, there you go. <laughs> was it was it devastating? I, I, I David, who yeah. again, all our listeners, we had on a, a few months ago. We first started off the podcast, and what a wonderful guest! Just great sense of humor, and and has been at all levels, as you heard. But it, was it David? Was it really, really upsetting for for England when they lost? Well, was it upsetting for England, or was it upsetting for David? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. That, 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 that's the main thing. I mean, it was upsetting for England, but I think more upsetting for Davy because, I mean, I was born in 1958, so in 1966 when England won the World Cup, you know, I, I, I was like, you know, eight-year-old, and I, I remember sitting in front of the telly with my parents and my brother watching it in black and white on a black and white telly, you know, and I remember cheering and all the family cheering, you know, and, and, and I've been waiting for them times for the rest of my life. Yeah. And every year... Every year, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for England to do well, and then uh, it's just like it's just a downhill slope, isn't it? Yeah. You know, at this moment in time. So now uh, I'm I'm trying for American citizenship. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
well now that now that they're out you're on the old. <laughs> well it's 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 quite an amazing sport i have to say i do not watch a lot of football as we call it uh until the world cup just it's just the way I don't watch a lot of sports in general, although I follow it and speak about it all the time. And I, I do find it quite fascinating. And I have a lot of questions for you as we move along here. But but number one, clarify one thing. I, I hear it often. The teams that we watch on the pitch here, and David, you, you'd be very proud. I've learned so much terminology since we last spoke. <laughs> so on the pitch, is it the same team that has been there through the qualifying uh, before we even get on the World Cup stage? Or are they allowed to, to take different players at different times and insert them into games? No, well, what happens is it is like, you know, you can get through the qualifiers and then what everybody has to do, if you get to the World Cup finals uh, at a certain time before the finals start, everybody's got to name the squad. So even though you played in the qualifiers, doesn't mean you're going to be selected for the squad for the, for the World Cup finals. You know what I mean? Because people might get injured, you know what I mean? They, they might not, not be on form, the clubs, you know... Uh, might have personal problems. They can be, anything can happen. So, you know, you name your squad for the finals, not not for what you've done in the qualifiers. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. How influential, in your opinion, is the coach? How influential is the coach? Uh, well, you know, I I looked at it, and I, and I looked at you know we we played Uruguay, didn't we? we you know, with the Luis Suarez. And Luis Suarez, you know, as you know, plays in England for Liverpool. And, you know, even my tortoise, right, knew who the danger man was. Even my tortoise in my garden were telling me who the danger man was for that game. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then, and then he goes and scores two goals. You know what I mean? So, so why, why didn't, why didn't we have a person marking Luis Suarez in that game? Why didn't we? You know, with all the technology that we have now, and all the uh, sports analysis and, and and the video people and and all that, you know what I mean? I, I, I can't I can't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they give all the information to the coach. Now, my information to the coach would have been with the rest of the so many million people in the uh, UK. <laughs> you know, stop Louis Suarez. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, now, now. He didn't do that, so so who told him not to do it? I don't know, or whatever system that the, the you know the, the the boss did, that did he, he did use to, to try and so I just don't know. I just can't. I just can't understand it. Right. And then straight after that, you know, he, he gets banned for four months. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, did they? You know, I I, I just don't know. I mean, you know, if they, I think what what happened really was. Is before they played us, uh, he had a plate of sandwiches. You know what I mean? So he wasn't as hungry as what he, he was in the next game. You know what I mean? It, it when he was... played Italy, because, you know, when, when he played in the Italy game, I, I think he was a little bit more hungry, you know. But I don't know. I, I was looking for some sandwiches on his bench before the game, but I didn't see any. I will say it was rather bizarre. Now, us in the States, and I know in a world yeah. stage as well, but we had the whole Mike Tyson biting incident, if you remember yeah. that, when he got so fired up with, uh, I believe it was Holyfield. But uh, I, I never anticipated seeing this uh, in a soccer match. Maybe I'm naive, David, but have you ever seen something like that before? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. You know what I mean? I, I, I haven't seen anything like that in a, in, a, in a soccer match before. But then, you know... I, 
I look at things and, and whether whether this is right in saying that, you know, I mean, I can put together different scenarios, you know, that that, that, that person, you know, he, he, before the World Cup was, was touted about getting sold for 80 odd million pounds to uh, Barcelona mm. or Real Madrid or whichever other club that he was going to go to and then all of a sudden he does a biting incident and he's, you know, the amount of money for him then drops down to 50, 60 million pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? So somebody's saving twenty million pound oh, yeah. because he's hungry. You know what I mean? He wants to take a bite out of somebody's, <laughs> you know, show or something like that. Drops twenty million pound. So at the end of the day, somebody somebody's saving twenty million pound, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know I, somebody's saving to you know one minute he's worth eighty million, then he's worth sixty million. Yeah. You know, you can look at that how you want. I mean, I can put it into another scenario if you want. You know what I mean? There was a there was a friend of mine once called Lollipop Les. You know what I mean? And Lollipop Les was a fantastic football player. And, you know, the only trouble was, is like when he used to score a goal, he, he, he used to lick his arm. You know what I mean? And the other people used to think to themselves, that's, that's how he got the name like Lollipop Les. You know, and he never went any further because he had like a problem and that's what he used to do. He used to run after you. You know what I mean? Trying to lick you. And that's why we used to call him Lollipop Les. You know, so he never went on any further, did he? You know? You know his value dropped. Right. You know, but there you go. That that you know that, that's a scenario that you, that you could have with him. You know, what all of them in somebody's saving twenty million pounds. Yeah. Because he's because he's done what he's done at the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no escaping that stage uh, for sure. Uh, world mm. news instantly. So. <laughs> well, mm. thanks for sharing your your thoughts there. But I do I do feel for you. I have the empathy. For the UK, they're not not going on to the next round. So I can only imagine, especially with those memories. Well, in, in, well yeah. As an America, yeah. right? Yeah. England's playing Uruguay, right? Yeah. I say to you, as an American, who is the danger man for Uruguay? Yeah. Yeah. I say like that, and you can ask every other American in the country, and what they're going to say. I mean, you never played in the first game. You know what I mean? And then. You know, or he come on and sum for ten minutes, or whatever, and then he played again full game against us. You know what I mean? Yeah, but 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 these aren't excuses. I'm, right. I'm just want to know, and I'd like to know, and just ask the question: Why could we not stop him scoring two goals when we've got, like I said, the sports analysis people? You know what I mean? The video analysis people, the sports nutrition people, and everybody that's there that that, that feeds the information to the manager for him to make his decisions. Mm-hmm. Why we can't stop him, and I, and, and I can't get round it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. my dad would say to me, right, okay, there's a player playing there for the other side. Uh, he's their danger man. All I want you to do, all game, is mark him and don't let him out of your sides. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but you know, it must be me. It must be me getting old. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure I don't know what I'm doing, but there you go. <laughs> Well, I, I do think you know what you're doing and glad yeah. to have you on the show here. So wh- where do things stand right now? I mean, who's been the biggest surprise? Who has uh, underperformed but still in it? What would you say as the snapshot of where we are right now as we head into tomorrow's matches on July 4th here in the States? Well, I mean, you know, you look, you, you look at the Argentinian side, you know what I mean, with, with, with your message. It's all, it's all the people that you'd expect, in it? You know that are out there and and still in it. You know, I mean, I I looked at I looked at the Germans and, and the Germans they always do well, always every single year. And you look at the American side now. 
you know, and you've got Dugan Klinsmann looking after them, and, and they're starting to play in the German way, which is hard work, speed, intelligence, you know what I mean, and concentration. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's how the Germans play, you know what I mean? And like I said, with, with Argentina, you know, you've got, you've got Messi, always, always something, he'll always pull something out of the box, yeah. you know what I mean, and, and, and do something. So you, you, look at, you look at some of the teams that left, and, and it's the same old thing, the, the, the usual suspects. But what I can say this time is, you know, they haven't had it all the wrong way, have they, this time? All the, all, all the big, all the top eight and top ten in the world, they haven't had it the wrong way. Everybody's just scraped through. Everybody's catching up now. Everybody's catching up to the, to the top ten in the world. You know, you look at Nigeria, you look at America, you know, performances of, of Australia. Hey, it's been a fantastic World Cup for progression in the world of football. Yeah, no, it's been it's been impressive. I was I got to be honest, I was actually impressed with the U.S. team. Uh, you hear so much negativity, especially in a country where we don't focus on on soccer at the prof- you know at that level. Uh, it's always a part of everybody's youth sport. But I was impressed. I, I, I like their their drive yeah. and their energy, and 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 that's what I can pull out of a sport when I'm not too familiar with it kind of like the game of hockey but you can tell you know you can tell when there's that drive there and I don't know yeah I was I was pretty impressed but, yeah but you look at you look at the likes of Tim Howard and his heroics in that game and in that game he had a record number of saves which was 15 mm-hmm. right and that's the highest number of saves in a football match yeah since the records began in 1966 wow you know what I mean and Tim Howard's got that record. I mean, what fantastic, what fantastic goal anyway. Yeah. And then Dempsey, you know what I mean? Dempsey, Tim Howard, they, they, were, they were the top players. I had more admiration for them than I did probably for any member of any other team in the world because you know they were they were giving their all. They was giving their all for America. And anybody that says any difference, you know, I'm sorry, you know, they're totally wrong. Yeah. Well, let's break down one of those games for a moment because it was quite fascinating from my perspective, the Portugal game. And the United States goes up, and it's an extra time uh, in, in, the, in the qualifying round <laughs> yeah. there. And, and literally, people are celebrating. They're already outside honking and having a great time here in the U.S., but, but I think they continued doing that while Portugal came back and scored. And it was one of those weird moments, too, because it was a tie game. I mean, it was. It ended up being favorable, I think, for the U.S. Either way, but it's a game you should have. You can say you can say from the outside you should have won. I know it's sports, um, but then of course Portugal just looks like it was it, the goal didn't even happen. They were they were too upset. So a lot of emotions at the end of the game there. But first of all, should should that happen? I know it's sports, but should that happen when you're up and the the ball's all the way at the opposite corner with so few time and minutes left? Yeah, but I mean that's that's the wonderful part of football, isn't it? Yeah. Or soccer, you know. What I mean that's what anything can happen at any time. You know what I mean? You can be two 0 down with with, with with two minutes left to go or a minute left to go, and you can win three two. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's the that's what that's what football and soccer is all about. You know what I mean? Without a doubt, you know, the USA there was a what we call them. I'd say. You know, there was a, a, a group of titans together. You know what I mean? They were Spartans, weren't they? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were Spartans. They stuck together as warriors. Hey, can't ask any more than that. I mean, some, some of the performances, like I said, 
you know, Tim Howard's performance, Dempsey's performance, you know, and then you have the, the, the Michael Bradley, yeah, another one, another young lad, Fabian Johnson, you know, they're youngsters that are going to go on in the next World Cup, and hey, we're going to be we're going to be looking, we're going to be looking what they're doing, you know, they're going to get onto that world stage, yeah, you know, yeah, and you know how it goes. I mean, even even when you know you go back to the to the game, you know where, where they lost, and they shouldn't have lost, should they? No, they shouldn't have lost. You know, he, you know, he's just one of them things, and that that's how it goes. And but but the fantastic thing is, is now, even though it was it was getting big in America, football was getting big in America. I mean, it's going to go, it's going to go massive now, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I really you know do. I, mean? I really do. I mean, I said to you, didn't I? Yeah. You know, you're 50 years behind us. Yeah. You're not now. You know what I mean? You're probably 30 years behind us. Now, by saying that 30 years behind, I'm not talking about the national team. Yeah. I'm talking about football in general throughout the USA. You know what I mean? I'm talking about the leagues that you have set up and how they feed, you know what I mean, into different states and then from states to, you know what I mean, uh, trials at different levels, you know, to get through to the national side. You know, what the national what the national side does in a World Cup, yeah, it reflects on the football of, of every country, if you understand what I mean. Yeah. But that's not everything. You know, we have got a lot going on. I mean, at the end of the day, when, when you play football or you play for your national side, it's a case of how you perform. And it's how you perform and how the manager makes you perform. It's not what's going on behind. Like we have, you know, the FA and the Premier League and, you know what I mean, the, the, the Football League and everything like that, you know, and the grassroots football coming through. We're pushing everything through, but we're not getting the end product, are we? You're getting the end product at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But but you, I, I wouldn't say that you've got everything in place below the end product, but the end product's getting better. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, if you if you understand that, yeah, I do. You know what I mean? I do. You know, we've got everything behind us, but the end product's gone to pot, and you've got the end product, but behind you is not as good as what it should be. Agreed. Agreed. So that's why you're behind us. You know what I mean? I mean, like when when you do football, I know it all counts on what your national side does, but you know, there's there's an awful lot behind the scenes of everybody playing football every week and getting looked at. Uh, and having the right facilities, and football should be for everybody. But I mean, I know myself. I mean, I'm, I'm visiting New York in what end of July. I'm going to Omaha, and then I'm going to uh, and then I'm going to New York. And you know, the amount of money in New York, what they pay for a football pitch, you're talking about hundred dollars an hour, yeah. hundred and fifty dollars an hour. You know, to hire a football pitch. Yeah. In, in in the UK, it's free. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, and then you've got all the kids that's paying, I don't know, £3,000 to join the local club and yeah. £2,000 a year subs and all that. It's free. It's free over here. Yeah. It's, it's free. You might pay a pound, which is 50 cents, you know what I mean, towards, I don't know, when you need a new set of goalposts or something like that. But we get grants and everything for goalposts and, and corner flags and everything like that and football nets and water buckles. We've got everything in place behind us, but you know it's not it's not filtered through to the end product, is it? Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. In fact, a comment I made with one of my friends during the games is that, and and the other person in the room looked at me kind of funny, but I said you got to have money to play this game, and and 
people go, no, you have to have money to play hockey because of the equipment, right? You have to have money to play, uh, to be an equestrian. But I just think in soccer, it is one of those things uh, here, as we call it soccer here in the States, it, it does not, uh, to go to that next level, it's almost like you have to be in one of these travel teams or select teams, like you mentioned, and to pay that fee. So I do think that there is a, a call it what it is, but there's a difference here who can participate and who cannot. And I think it, that, that through this World Cup, through the coverage that ESPN did such a great job of, and now we all have it on our phones and there's apps and we can watch it live wherever mm-hmm. we were. Heck, I was watching it in the subway. I mean, I was watching the subway the other day in New York City. Just uh, amazing. So the, the exposure's there. And I think that you, you hit a, a great point, which we need to make it more available, especially as we become better players and we want to maintain uh, that, that sport. And I just, I, I do think it's it's a tough one right now. So I hope well, that they'll change. Well, it's not, it's not that. I mean, you know, you look at the best players in the world, you know, or, or what we what are considered by people the best players in the world. Your Ronaldo's and your Messi's and your Pelle's, they were all from they're all from back streets. They didn't have to pay a penny. Exactly. You know, what I mean, they didn't even have football boots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now the players of today, right? Mum, 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 I want a new pair of pink football boots. Now, if you had pink football boots in my day and age, you know, uh, I don't think you'd last long on the football pitch because they'd all be kicking, they'd all be kicking you. You know what I mean? You didn't have uh, pink football boots in them day and age. I mean, you look at Manchester United Football Club, and every single player in Manchester United Football Club, when you sign on as a nine-year-old, you get two pairs of black boots, and you get black boots all the way up until you're eighteen, or you make the reserves. So every single person in the team, whatever squad, under 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, whatever, you're not allowed to wear any other coloured boots, only black, until you make the reserves. Mm. And then what happens then is it stops people being, how can I put it, being singled out, saying, well, I want a new pair of yellow ones, or a new pair of red ones. Some families can't afford it. So everybody wears black. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. And black yeah. is the cheapest. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, what? Go on. Yes, oh, I'm just saying. So where we stand right now, uh, we have the teams that obviously and, and appreciate your comments about the U.S. and their hard work, and obviously England and others are out. But where do we stand right now? Who do you say has that drive to to continue to win? And, and I know that's not easy, but who would you pick as the, the underdog and the favorite at this point? Well, I don't know. You know, you look at, like I said, you look at Germany. They're never favourites, they, they never have been favourites, but they always perform. They always perform all the time, you know, and with it being, again, in, in Brazil, you look at Brazil's performances, you look at you look at Neymar, you know what I mean, you, you look at uh, Messi for Argentina, you know, so, so my favourites to winning, I think, would be Germany. Hmm, interesting. Because the others haven't been performing because... You know, they've had individual performances, but they haven't had team performances, where the Germans always have a team performance, always. You know what I mean? No matter what. Yeah. And, and like I said to you before, that's what you're seeing in America now. With Klinsmann, I mean, he played for Germany. He knows what they do. And, it, and it's continuous hard work, exactly the same as what was in America. Hey, you know, you need a bit of luck. You know, in football, you know, it's all right. You, you, you turn around and say, yeah, you need skill and this, that and the other and speed and everything like that. No, you need luck and all. Because, you know, 
with, with the USA, when, near the end, when, when they edited the ball down, you know, near, near the far post, and he hit the post, and he come back, and then he hit his leg, and it went out. And you're going, oh, my God. And that's when you need that little bit of luck. Right. He could have hit him on the ear and gone in. <laughs> you know what I mean? On another occasion. Right. And that's it. And you've got the others, you know, shooting all the time. He, hitting the bar, and hitting the crossbar. And Tim Howard, like I said, I, mean, I know I'm going back to that, but he was absolutely superb. Yeah. Absolutely world class. But I go for Germany uh, as my team. You know what I mean? And Brazil. Yeah. Got to be Brazil, Brazil and Brazil and Germany, you know, whether whether they meet each other further down the line or what I haven't really looked at yep. who plays who, but I think Sure. I think I think them two might might be in the final. But yeah, I always like I always like the Germans. It it what's it call it? It's it's hard work. I mean, you know yourself, don't you? Yeah. I mean if you look at the badges, I don't know whether you know this, but if you've won the World Cup, yeah, like England's won the World Cup, haven't they? Yeah, in 1966. <laughs> right. right? So they have one star above the England badge. Do you know that? Yeah. They have one star. Right. You know, and then you have your Germany's with about three, and then you have your Brazil's with, it, Brazil's with about four. You know what I mean? Uh, and different ones, you see, you see all these stars, and I think, you know, one stars. And then I think to myself, you know, if the Americans rearranged their badge a bit better and took the 20 odd stars off and put them all around the outside, I think it might scare some of the other sides. Yeah. Because some footballers are not the sharpest pencils in the box, are they? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not the sharpest pencils in, 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 in the pencil box. So they might think that America's won it 26 times or 25 times. Depending on how many stars, you know, if you do a big ring of stars around the batch, right? And it might scare them. They might give you a bit more of a chance. <laughs> Always yeah. a good point. Always a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. You never know. Never know. You never know. You can try it, can't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've got to get one on the opposition, haven't you? Yep. So, so, so spread them stars about. But yeah, I go for I go for Germany. I like Germany. All right. All right. You know what I mean? And they always have done and uh, and Brazil. Jeremy and Brazil. Now, I will admit, I saw the Brazil-Chile game. That first half, Brazil looked like the best team by far. The, I mean, their the energy, their uh, just the way they passed, the way they were working as a team. And then they come out the second half, and just like sports, just seemed as I think the referee or sorry the announcers mentioned it many times. Just like where did they go? What happened? So what happens in that situation there? Well, well, what happens is this, right, is football is about scoring goals, yeah? Yeah. And whoever scores the most goals wins the game. That's true. Right? Now, whether you play good the first half or you've been superb or your goal is played well or whatever, it's about putting the ball in the back of the net. <laughs> and if you don't put the ball in the back of the net, you're not going to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen many players in my lifetime, and I remember... There was a player called uh, Gilly Taylor. Used to play with me when I was a kid, and he had these right old football boots. You know the right old ones that look like miners' boots with studs in. You know, going back years ago, the old football boots. Yeah. And Gilly Taylor was useless. Right? He was absolutely. He must have been the worst football player I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> and he used to play in the same team with me. With my dad's team, and I was a kid when I was running up and down the wings. And Gilly Taylor was the centre forward, right? And what had happened was, is 
he crossed the ball and Gilly had been running the other way and he even went back ahead of going there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then another time, somebody else would cross in the same match, yeah, and Gilly would have fell on the floor, right, because he's useless, and then he hit him on head again and going net. <laughs> and he used to say to me, Dad, what do you play Gilly for, Dad? He said, look, at the end of the day, how can I drop a player? He said, that's scoring the goals. I said, yeah, but he's hitting him on the head and hitting him on the ear and the back of his backside and all that. And he said, he's still going in the net. And he said, that's what wins you the game. He said, so Gilly plays until he stops scoring. Oh, and he had a run of about 15 games. Gilly couldn't do anything else apart from score goals. But hey, we won the match because of Gilly Taylor. Yeah. And that's what it is. Goals wins the matches. And, you know, like I said, if the USSA would have put their chances in, hey, you know, they, they would have won. Yeah. But they didn't do. You know, and that's it. And that's where luck comes into it. You know what I mean? You need, you need everything. You know, you need a, a team that works hard. You need a team that's committed to the cause, which, which America was. They worked hard. They were committed to the cause. He had speed in the side. He had strength in the side. You know what I mean? And he had a bit of luck in the side at all. Didn't he? You know, and, and he could have gone the other way. I'd, I would have I would put America there. And I, I'll tell you what, now for the next World Cup that comes up 2018, yeah. I'll tell you what, I bet the odds have shortened on America winning anyway. Yeah. Well, there you go. Am, <laughs> there I, you go. am I going a bit round the houses there? Hey, all right, that's you know okay. Mean? Now, I, I got to ask, there's there's a few notes I've taken over the last couple of weeks watching, and, and you, you need to help me out here and dispel yeah. some myths or clarify some things, because we don't get it all the time, especially if we just turn on the tube every four years and watch the game. So if you don't mind, I'm going to throw a couple of things yeah. that I see happening, and you tell me what's going on there if you don't mind. Number number one, I yeah. feel as though every time there's a shot on goal, the goalie is always screaming at somebody after the shot. What, what, why is he always screaming at somebody? Is there always – what's, what's going on there? Well, well they'll, all have the, they'll all have the set plans before the game, won't they? You know what I mean? Like I said before – you know, you, Mark, Luis Suarez, right. like my tortoise said, right? Right. And, and they didn't mark Luis Suarez, did they? Because he scored two goals. So that's why the goalie starts shouting again. People people don't do the job. That's what I'm saying again about concentration. If you can't listen, you're never going to learn. Yeah. Yeah? And that's what happens in games. One second of not concentrating, and it can cost you a goal. You know what I mean? True. And that's why that's why the goal is shouting at people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because don't forget, the goalkeeper is the last line of defence. Really, you know, before the ball gets to the goalkeeper, it's gone past ten more players, hasn't it? Yeah, true. It's gone past ten players before he gets to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? He shouldn't he shouldn't really get to the goalkeeper because <laughs> it's gone past ten players. And then the goalie lets the ball in and they all shout at him, saying it's his fault. But there's ten of them before that. I'll let the player get through. Yeah, no, that's a good answer. It's a good answer. Well, I'm going into my next can't answer here. Uh, question here: What you know? We have two types of spray on the on the pitch. We have one that's relatively new, another one that we've seen, but it's kind of mysterious. I mean, one when a player gets hurt, we we spray something on that player that yeah. I have not seen in other sports. And the second one is this whipped cream stuff they're now putting in front of the ball before a penalty <laughs> kick. I, and I cannot figure out what is going on here, David. Please help us understand these two different sprays. Right. I have never, ever, ever seen that spray used in the UK until the World Cup. And it's, I don't think it's ever been used in the UK. 
You know what I mean? The, the so, whipped cream? The whipped cream stuff? No, the whipped cream, any cream. <laughs> I thought, I thought, well, it was the only whipped cream I ever seen here was on, was on my uh, fruit salad. <laughs> and that's the only whipped cream that I've seen in this country since, since the day that I landed here or the day I was born. But I've never seen anything like that. And I thought, wow, what a fantastic idea. Yeah. You know, but I, I think it stops them cheating again, doesn't it? Yeah. It stops, not not cheating. I wouldn't say cheating. I'd say stops them trying to get the extra yard. Yeah. yeah. It makes them go back. Don't know anything. I'm sorry, Rob. Don't know anything about the spray. <laughs> Never seen the spray. Think it's a good idea because, like I said, it keeps them back. If they go over that line, yeah, that's fine. You know, but I've, I've no idea. I can't help you with that spray, man. Yeah, I, it's okay. It's okay. I just I'm looking for different flavors in the future. That's all. That's all. Yeah, yeah. There will, <laughs> there will be different flavors in the future. You know what I mean? I think I think Louis Suarez is coming out with some new flavors. But there you go. <laughs> now, what about the spray when you're hurt? The, the 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 paramedics or whatever they are, they run out there, they spray something, and then they run off. Any idea what that is? Uh, well, like now I was told. Now I. I am. I wouldn't say that I'm an expert, but in my job, you have to have your first aid certificate mm-hmm. and emergency first aid certificate and your sports first aid certificate. And I was told by a top doctor once over, and I don't know, you know what I mean, because I'm not qualified to say this, am I? You know what I mean? Because I haven't got any initials after my name. I've only got my own name, so I've no, I've no MD, MDI, MSCI, whatever it is, right? But Right, we have what we call on our body skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if that spray could get through your skin, yeah, why can't raindrops? <laughs> it's well you know said. I mean? It's well so, said. So, 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 what is it doing? I think it just eats up your skin, and it makes you feel as though you're better, <laughs> but you're not better. You know what I mean? It's like probably going to a pub and having ten pints. Sometimes you feel better, but you're not. <laughs> Well, it's a great answer. I, I'm still. But, but I, it'll never get through. It can't get through your skin, can it? It can't no. get through to your muscle. There's, there's no chance of it doing it. It just, I think it just eats your arm up. That, that's what that's what I was told by by a top doctor. Yeah. You know what I mean? He said that it's never going to get through. Yeah. It just makes you feel good, and you know, so you can get up and run around. I, you know, I like it. I like it. Now I'm going back to the the first spray for a second because you did mention something important, which is they can't get the extra yard. Or now, here's the thing: I what I don't understand about this sport is one referee. Why don't we have two or three referees out there with so much? I would say controversy over. Did he get fouled? Did he not get fouled? She and of course, of course, uh, women's sports. But what what is with the tradition of one referee? You can't see everything. In fact, David, I see people running. The ball will be kicked. The referee's following the ball, of course, and then behind them, they're pushing people down because they know the referee will never see them. We've got four referees, haven't you? Yeah, but the other ones that don't they wave the flags. They don't. They don't do any. What are they? Yeah, doing? but you've got one behind the nets. There's one uh, there that goes behind the nets <laughs> to see if the ball's in there and all that sort of stuff, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know they they wave the flags and you know and, and they do what they're doing and sometimes you know round the globe probably sixty million people can see what somebody's done, True. but the referee that stood in front of that person can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know why, and uh, you know I mean in, in America as you know they are. In, in a few places, they have the big screen, don't they? And they replay it back, don't they? Like the American football. Yep. And they tell you whether it's a goal or not. Yep. But, you know, if I was in charge of uh, the World Cup committee or if I was in 
UEFA. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd probably try and change a few things along them lines, but you know, I'm never going to be in that position, am I? No, no, you're not. But and, you know, uh, yeah. and if we have too many referees on the football pitch, I mean, you even see now sometimes, you know, the, the referee gets in the way, somebody's trying to pass the ball, and uh, it is the referee anyway, or the referee falls over. So, <laughs> you know, and they all have communications now. They have these little microphones on, don't they? Yeah. You know, what they never used to have years ago, and you can talk to linesmen and. Lineman could say, I didn't see it. The other lineman said, I couldn't see it. And the ref says, well, I didn't see it, but I'm giving a goal anyway. <laughs> you know I mean? Then the other 60 million people that seen it, no, it isn't a goal. <laughs> but them three don't. And that's the fascination. Yes. That's the fascination of football. Because, you know, if they didn't do them sort of things and they didn't make them sort of decisions, who would we have to shout at? We've got to call somebody, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. During the football match, we've got to tell somebody's rugby. I mean... You must do it yourself in American football, oh, you know, when, when they give decisions and stuff and basketball and hockey. You know what I mean? Of you know the ball's over the blooming line. Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, here's another question. I And again, I, you got to forgive me. I don't watch a lot. But before the match begins, they, they give each other flags. It looks like a flag. I don't know what it is. It could be the, the secret to what they're about to do <laughs> before the match. I don't know. What, what's going on there? Well, what they do, it's like, uh, you know... Uh, this is like things that, that, that say people taking back to the club's house and things like that. You know, here's our flag, this is our club crest. Uh, you know, Argentina, you have everything on it, and the Americans will give them their flag, you know what I mean, with the stars and stripes on it and everything like that. And then, you know, it's a, it's a good will gesture and all that, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, you know, this is yours, that's mine. And, you know, I don't know what they do with them. <laughs> you know, whether they, whether they leave them in the changing room or somebody takes them home or... You know, I, I have seen them give them to fans in the past and they get them signed and they use them as memorabilia and things. But it's, it's just a gesture, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a good tradition. I like We're going to kill you and you're going to kill us, so here's the flags. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, it's good to get everything off to a good start. Yeah. Now, on the same note, at the end of the match, uh, of course, and some people don't even believe this, uh, if they haven't watched a lot, you're, you're exchanging shirts, correct? Well, I think that's the poor players myself. I think oh, you think so? I think it's the poor ones that haven't got any shirts at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, that's what I think. You know, I don't have millions of pounds. But what they do is, the reason why they exchange the shirts is, again, is a token of, I mean, there's a lot of memorabilia, as you know, as, as there is in, you know, in, in hockey and there is in basketball and there is in baseball where they sign the, they sign the balls, don't they, and stuff right. like that and everything like that. And they sign the shirts. You know, if you get a New York Yankees signed shirt by every single player, you know, it's worth a few bob, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and that's it what they do. What what these what these players do is because it's a national team shirt, they'll take it home, and what they'll do is they'll put it in a in a frame and hang it on the wall. You know what I mean? And then I think I think uh, Maradona's Maradona's shirt from the from the World Cup where where. Where he put the ball in the end with his net, I think you, you, you know. I think you know when that one was, don't oh, you? Nineteen yeah. eighty yeah. something like that. Yeah. He knocked the ball in the net with his hand, and he swapped that with one of the England players. Yeah, and that shirt's now worth ten million, oh. something like that. Wow, it's been valued at that much. I heard. I, mean? I heard if you wash the shirt, then it loses half its value. Is that true? Yeah, it loses half its value <laughs> because you know. It has, I don't know. <laughs> because they can't take the DNA off it, can they? That's exactly right. Exactly. They can't right. make a, another Ronaldo clone or something like that. <laughs> but in the future, you know, in another 50, 60 years' time, 
they might be getting DNA off them shirts and cloning players. Yeah, you know, true. that's what we might have to do because yeah. we're not winning it now. <laughs> we, might, we might have to we might have to clone some players. Have to collect a few old shirts in and see if we can get a few players back. <laughs> now, now we just I just had an interview earlier today. We we're talking about performance enhancing drugs. I gotta I gotta say, David, I have a little suspicion here that the referees are in such good shape that there's something fishy going on here. You well, notice that? Well, well, the referees are in, in good shape because, I mean, again, what they do, I mean, they're, they're full-time, aren't they? Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, they're getting, they're, they're getting mega wage. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're on for refereeing a game for, for 90 minutes, but I should imagine in the World Cup it's got to be about at least $20,000 a game. At mm. least. Wow. You know what I mean? For doing that. And, you know, yeah, they are they are fit and they are healthy because every single referee, I mean, in, 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 again, going back to the UK, you have your different uh, different areas like Lancashire, Yorkshire, you know what I mean? Like you have different states. And every single year, a referee has to go through a fitness test first before uh, he can uh, go on the list of referee. And, and you know, we even have assessors in the UK that assesses a referee on his performances before he gets put through to the football league list. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we can uh, so we can uh, referee in the football league. He's got to go through so many assessments first and fitness tests and everything like that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I can't, I can't quote on things like that. Can I? I don't know what they do. <laughs> I, I they look very massive. Do. They just do. They, they're upper bodies. I think, I think all referees. Should be. I mean, you get the flags at the start of the game, don't they? Yeah. You know what I mean? The two linesmen get the flag, and the referee has his whistling, has his book. I think they all should have a pair of glasses and half at the same time. <laughs> Every referee should have a pair of glasses in his pocket just in case he's not sure what he's just seen. <laughs> oh, I love it. He should be. He should be on a belt instead of a, a can of can of cream. He could do with some glasses, couldn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, we got got enough you know to fit on there. Yeah, I agree. I can. Completely... One of these days, he's going to get the wrong can out, isn't he? <laughs> you know what I mean? But there you go. Let's switch to injuries for a second. We th- there was an article recently. It's been said in time and time before, especially in the states, where there's a reason why the fans have not picked up the sports fans not picked up on soccer because if you're a, a big fan of basketball. Yeah. Bask- basketball, football, or hockey, right? American hockey, that ice hockey, that they cannot, and people say this, and I, I hope I'm not offending you or anybody else, but they say they can't watch it because of these quote unquote injuries that are happening that the next second, you, you know, the person's running as fast as they ever had. And any comments on, <laughs> on the injuries? I mean, we, we see the same sort of reaction, and, and sometimes I get it. They're hurt. Other times I think it's theatrics. But they all have the same role, the back-and-forth role on the ground. I, I don't know what's going on there, David. you got to help me out here because I don't know which one's real anymore. Well, I, I don't know which one's real. I find it quite funny sometimes. You know what I mean? You know, they, they, they get nuts a little bit, and they all start rolling over. And you've got all the kids in the UK start rolling over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And the little kids that I that I learned at five and six year old you start rolling over, you know what I mean? And I just said to him, you know, no, that, that, that that's not how you play football, but it's just something that's been instilled in the game. And you know, more times than not, they they, they, they roll over. Are they injured? Are they not injured? Hey, me and you aren't qualified to say that, are we? Correct, you know, correct. I am a bit really because I've got a first aid certificate. 
You know what I mean? So I might, I might be qualified to make a bit more of a quote on it than what you have. It's true. You know what I mean? But as far as I'm concerned, yeah, you do get the odd injuries, but nine times out of ten it's theatrical. I mean, I, I again, you know, I've got a video here of a player that, that, that was on the internet and it showed that he rolled over three times and nobody paid any attention to him. They kicked the ball the next minute, he was running in and scoring. <laughs> he jumped up and then running in and scored. So, you don't know. You know what I mean? I'm not. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't quote on that. I, I just, is it, is it cheating? Is it like something that, you know, that's been instilled in him since he's been kid? I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know. They it, 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 it just do it, don't they? It's called, whichever way it is, it's called, Trying to get an advantage. Yes, true. Isn't it? Trying to get an advantage. So, how do you get an advantage? We don't know. There's many ways to get an advantage. You know what I mean? You might have your own way of getting an advantage. You know, playing uh, hockey or lacrosse or basketball or whatever. You know, you try a, a, a basketball players on four fouls, three fouls, whatever it is. You know, and then the coach says, right, you know, try and get him to to, to do another foul. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, you banging into him and you're bumping him and all this sort of stuff and everything like that and he gets a foul and then he's got to sit out, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, that's a good I mean, point. in football, in football, I mean, how they've tried to combat it a little bit more now is if somebody rolls over three times and all this sort of stuff, they bring a stretcher on. So he has to go off. So then they might have to do half a minute or a minute with only ten men. Well, that could cost them a goal, couldn't it? Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? One of these times... Or it probably has happened in the past. It's going to cost them a goal because somebody's rolled over. But on other occasions, they've rolled over in the penalty area, and the referee, you know, as then, you know, with his can of cream, decided to like, spray spray this spot where he's going to take the penalty. Yeah, there you go. Because he hadn't used any of his spray can of cream <laughs> in the first fifteen minutes, so he, he needs to make sure that it's working and the the nozzle's not locked. Yeah. That's true. The genius part about the cream. having a can of cream if you don't work with it. What I love about the cream is it disappears. It's just, it's gone. It's just gone. I think it should stay out there, to be honest with you. I think it should should be a mark during the game. But, eh, I'm not making the rules, am I? Well, if, you know, if you sprayed it and you kept staying out there, you're going to confuse all the players, aren't you? Yeah, that's good, though. Because I told to... you before, you know, all, some of these players are not the brightest pencil in the pack, are they? <laughs> You know what I mean? They might think, well, you know, you're going to confuse them. <laughs> you know what I mean? They might, they might end up with mental health problems if you put too many lines on pitch. <laughs> I got I got a couple more questions left here, and I'll let you go. I know it's getting late over there, getting ready for tomorrow's matches. And, oh, yeah. Well, well, am I allowed to go outside just right now and start kicking a, a soccer ball without calling FIFA and getting permission? Yeah, yeah, you can do what you want. <laughs> I feel like FIFA is in control of everything, though. I mean, you can go out there and start kicking the football, you know what I mean? And, and FIFA don't need to give you permission, but whether the local police force will uh, let you have permission, that's another thing, you know what I mean? You know, I think you'd, you'd have to try and get permission off them first if you wanted to go kicking a football, you know what I mean, depending what time it is, you know. It's, it's... But you don't need permission from anybody, no, you know. Any single piece of land... You know, in the UK, that can be used for football is used for football. Yeah. But like I said to you, it's not going all the way. It's not. It's not. It's as though there's a blockage somewhere in the system where it's not getting through to the national squad. We've got everything else behind us, but it's not getting through to the national squad. Yeah. 
I wonder why that is. It might be because, it might be because I don't know. It might be the money side of it. It might be a case of, you know, if you get in the England squad, if you get named in the England squad, how much money do you think you get? Mm. You're going to the World Cup and you've now named in the England squad. I'm guessing by the way you said it, not very much. A million. Really? Or two million dollars. Oh, wow. Just for getting in the squad. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, when, you, when you're playing football, when you're playing football, and that is because, I, I don't know whether it's exactly a million pounds. That's what it was. That was called, according to one of the newspapers. And what happens is, is, is because going back over the last 10 years, 15 years, whatever it was, uh, they negotiated all the rights for uh, a share of all the uh, memorabilia that sold, all the merchandise that sold. So they got X amount of money for playing, and then they got a share of all the merchandise that was sold, which was your cups and your scarves and your and your flags and everything like that. And, and it was all divided then between the squad. Yeah, wow. You know what I mean? So when you get in the squad, you get a million pounds. You're guaranteed probably a million pounds. I mean, I can't be quoted on that. It might be less. It might be 999,099 feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the end, at the end of the day, you know, they're going out there and they're playing in that, and then you've got somebody from Ghana, Nigeria, you know what I mean, Cameroon, that they're lucky if they even get the bonus. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, you were talking the other day about, you know, I think it was the Nigerian players, the Ghana players, you know, they, they flew out and shed a load of money, didn't they? Yeah. Just to pay them the bonus, otherwise they weren't going to play. <laughs> you know what I mean? They flew, them, they flew the money out. <laughs> now, you know, and then, and then you look at then you look at the likes of uh, the, the Cameroon. You know, I mean, I don't know whether you know. I don't know whether you know about the Cameroon, but no, I don't know you much. know, they've just been, they've just been. Uh, there's a big max match uh, fiction allegation at the moment. Uh, it was in the German paper Der Spiegel, and it reported like that that you know uh, that a convicted match fixer in Singapore. Uh, what he'd done, he, he predicted, he, he told the place what the score's going to be in, in, when when uh, when Cameroon played uh, Croatia. And he said it's going to be 4-0 and there's going to be a player sent off. Uh-oh. And, he, and he told them that in April. And then the game was 4-0 and somebody got sent off. Mm. So at the moment now there's all max fiction allegations going on about the, the you know certain people in the, I'm not saying the Cameroon squad, I'm saying the Cameroon camp. Right. Right. You know what I mean? The Cameroon camp. So there's investigations going on at the moment uh, about that, you know, and, and you just look at it and you think to yourself, well, you know, why do the Cameroon players do that? Because, you know, they're not well known. They're not well known and they probably get, I don't know, they're lucky if they get any money for going in the first place, don't they? Yeah. Well, we're getting millions. I mean, I don't know what the US squad gets if they get anything. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you what. If it were left to me and I were President Obama, I'd make them all, uh, I don't know, yeah. tears of the city or whatever, you know, Freeman Paul, whatever you call it in, in the USA, Freemans of the state or whatever. Because <laughs> they deserved a lot, you know. The effort that they put in, they carry on doing that every year. I'm, I'm trying to change my nationality to, uh, to USA yeah. because I'm sure that, you know, I've got more chance of the USA winning the cup than I have England. Yeah. So I need to I need to be getting over to the USA, <laughs> changing my passport, 
you know what I mean, so that I can have that little bit of success in my life with my national squad before I retire. I need to be getting over there. And that's why I'm coming over, actually, like I said before, I'm going to Omaha in, uh, at the end of July there. Yeah. I'm going to Omaha for a week, and then I'm going to New York uh, for another week. You know what I mean? Having a look at the football and that, and visiting a couple of little football clubs, and and going to uh, a university in uh, in New York. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, maybe we'll catch up when you come over here, David, because I'm in New Jersey right now, just a stone's throw and a couple train yeah, rides. New Jersey, not far from New York. No, not at all. Not at oh, all. Oh, I've got Florida then. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not far away. We, 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 I'd never get any work done, would I? No. I'd just be talking to you for a week. <laughs> we'll just uh, yeah. we'll have you on the podcast seven days a week, David. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be on a seven-day podcast. It's like, <laughs> it's like being in hospital, having an operation, that well, you know yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a seven-day podcast. This is true. You know, this some is... sort of ritual, isn't it? <laughs> well, we always appreciate <laughs> your humor and your, your information. You're learning yeah. a lot. Before I ask you a last question, do you have anything else to add about this, this World Cup uh, or anything in general? Because I do have one last question for you. Well, like I said to you before, I, I, cannot, I cannot praise the American squad enough. I was, I, I was rooting for America right away from the start, you know what I mean, and Australia at the same time. You know what I mean? Because I've got friends in Australia. I'm doing a little bit of work in Australia. We want A League sides. Uh, you know, so I was looking for every game because I knew I knew we wouldn't wouldn't get far. So I have my backup system, don't I? America and Australia. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's how I enjoy the cup more. You know what I mean? It's nice to do it that way. But you know, I've I've enjoyed this World Cup as a World Cup for the underdogs, mm. even though. Some of the underdogs didn't get through. Hey, they were close, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's well, that, that that that's about my last, my last word on it, really. You know yeah. what I mean? Until like I said, we've got another four games to go. Anything can happen, can't you? Yeah. Something, you know, like you said, somebody might roll over in area. You know what I mean? He gets done for cheating, like like Maradona. I mean, it's common knowledge now that everybody on the football pitch and everybody in the crowd and everybody in the country. And everybody in the world seen him put the ball in the net with his hand. And he even said he put the ball in the net with his hand. But the referee didn't see it, did he? <laughs> That's right. And why didn't you see it? Because there was no such thing as squirty cream. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have squirty cream then. you got to have so the squirty cream. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't yeah. think about that. Oh, well, there you go then. The squirty cream does give you advantage. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to think out of the box. Yes, you do. But I think out, you do I a great job of that. I don't think out of the box. I think out of the skip. <laughs> well, one last question here. I, I know before when you're on the show, all of us can go back and listen to the first interview we had uh, with David here, David Hobson. But you did mention the horse. You, you mentioned going oh, to school. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned going to school with this horse and delivering milk. And, and you yeah. were about, I don't even know if you're out of the womb yet when this was happening, but you're very. No, no, only, like I said, it was a junior school. So yeah. I would have been. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. And Mr. Yeah. Ogden, the last we spoke yeah. here over, over email, Mr. Ogden, there was a story about he would go in and get a, a few uh, a few pops there in the in the pub, and you'd have to sit outside with the horse. What what was that all about? <laughs> well, well, the car, it was only, it had two wheels on it, you know. It was one of them, and then the sticks went down the side of the horse, and they went into the stirrups and all that sort of stuff. 
<coughs> and when he went in, it was an excuse. He used to say to me, halfway round, or when it was on a Saturday, right, <laughs> the horse needs its dinner. Yeah? Yeah. But the horse always had its dinner at the pub. <laughs> right? Now, yeah, you know what you know what a nose bag is, do you? No. A nose bag, right? Is, oh, okay, okay. Was it? A nose bag is what goes over the horse's head. Yes. And it has oats in it. Yeah? Yeah. So what happens is you've got this big bag, and you know the horse has got a big head anyway. So it's <laughs> so a big bag, and it had all the oats in it, and his bits of sugar and all this stuff and everything. So every time we got to the pub, it was time for the horse's dinner, funny enough. And I couldn't go in the pub because I was only a kid. So it was my uh, my job was then to feed the horse outside the uh, outside the pub. So he'd go in the pub, and then I'd put the nose bag on the horse, and he'd start munching away at his dinner. Well, you know, when you when you're on kid there and you sat there and the horse is having its dinner, and you're sat there on your own, and then you get a bit mischievous, don't you? <laughs> so I thought, you know, why can I not be the driver of this wagon? Why can I why can I not make it move? <laughs> and after a bit, he gets a bit much, doesn't it? And I used to see him all the time, you know, with two reins, and then he'd slap one on, on the left hand side to turn left, and then he'd slap one on the other, slap it, the horse on the other side with the other rein to turn right. So I thought, well, if it turns right, it turns left, and he's having its dinner, why don't I go around the car park and test it? <laughs> so what I did while I, while I was having his dinner, I got hold of the reins, and I just flicked it like a bit to start off with and it didn't do out. You know what I mean? And I thought, oh, it must be it must do it in a different way. So I flicked it a little bit harder and it still didn't do anything. So I got the, the copper strap and then I flicked it really hard and it set off to it. And it's going around the blooming car park there. And I thought, don't go past the window where Mr. Ogden's having his plan and you wonder what I'm doing. And I couldn't stop the horse, could I? So I had to jump out <laughs> I had to jump out of the, uh, I had to jump out of the car, the back of the car, right? And then what I had to do is, because I'd done that, his nose bag had gone over its eyes, so the horse, the horse couldn't see where it was going. <laughs> so I had to, I had to jump round its head and pull its, its nose bag off so it could see where it was and stop it. And I tell you what, I've never been as scared in my life. It's the most scariest thing that I've ever seen. I bet. <laughs> well, you know when you're a young kid, yeah. you've got to do it, haven't you? Of course you you've have to, to do it. You know, you can't, it's too much for you. You need to know yeah. right? Yeah, what yeah. makes that, what makes it go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's it. Then I never did it after that. Like, you know what I mean? He went, went around the car and thought, he's going out onto the road here, like, you know, and I would have never been able to stop it. Well, I'm a little kid. You know, I could have got trampled or anything. Oh, of you know course you could have. Of course but you don't could. think of that at the time, do you? You know, when, like everybody else, when you're kids, it's just, you know, danger's nothing in it. There's no such thing as danger. Yep. No, just excitement. You know, you're just excited. It's all excitement. You learn like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I can picture that scene well. And uh, at least I thought you were going to tell me you put the feed bag over you and you started eating, but I'm glad I we didn't go there. It. Yeah. I tried it. I tried what he was eating. And I did the sugar things. You know what I mean? I thought, I'll have a chew one of them, like. Well, they, they were all right. They're like little brown pellets. You know what I mean? Well, you've got to try them, haven't you? You're a kid. You know what I mean? This you've is got true. to try them when you're kids. <laughs> you, you, you've had all the milk and you've had all the eggs, haven't you? You know what I mean? You tried all that. Yeah. Tried Next. a bit of the horses stuff like that. Hey, of course. Hey, and on the back of it, we used to have a bucket, right? Yeah. And then when he did a three by two, yeah, yeah. every so often, I, 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 had to, I had to get off the back of the wagon 
and get all its 3b2, what it does on floor, 3b2 poo, <laughs> yeah, and I had to put it in a bucket. And sometimes you used to take it over, and my dad said, you know, next time it does that, he said, save it, he said, because it's, it's good fertiliser for the garden. Oh, gosh. So every, every so often, I used to bring some of this 3b2 back home and throw it on the garden, you know, right outside for plants. <laughs> Well, there you go. You know, they sell it now. Yeah, why not? <laughs> they sell it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll sell anything. It. We'll sell anything. It's like, it's like water. You buy water now. We never used to buy water. You just get it from tap. Yep. Yeah. Everybody buys water now. Be buying air pretty water. soon. Yeah, oh, never, you know, it's just one of the things, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Life change. David, I tell you, I tell you, it changes by the day. Well, listen, my friend, thank you so much for coming on, spending such a great time with us. You've you've helped us get an understanding of where we are with the World Cup as we speak today, as well as dispelling a lot of these crazy myths that we have. And as always, so entertaining. And I'm looking forward to your travels to the States here, my friend. Yeah, well, you never know. Never you know. know. If we get over, if we get over to see you, I'll, I'll, I'll get over to see you. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. I might bring you. I might bring you some cream over. They got to bring that cream. They need, yeah, need some I mean, of that you stuff. You know where to get it from. But like <laughs> I said, I haven't seen it myself yet. <laughs> and, but because I mean, I'd be good with one of them cans. Me, I'd be a bit dangerous with one of them cans. I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? when, when I'm scouting the kids, I'd have to say, right, you, you know. I'd have to use the can, wouldn't I? Yeah. Just because I want to use the can because I'm that sort of person. I would I would I, I would start using it get togethers, <laughs> gatherings, say please don't come near me. I'm just I'm here to, to concentrate on certain things. I would use it all over the place. But well, what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do right, yeah. is is we get a minute, I'm, I'm gonna get a can. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna take a picture of me with this can. And then you can you, you can put that on it instead of the picture of what you've got, you yeah. can have a picture of me with a spray can. <laughs> please do it. Please do it. You, you only have a few hours. We're launching this tomorrow, so you're going to have to get the shot to us. Uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't think I'll get it you to tomorrow, but you never know. You never know. You never know. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, it's nice speaking to you. It is great speaking to you, no. sir. And we will be in touch. Uh, I look forward to touching base about your travels over here. No problem. All, All right. right. I'll see you. I'll see you when I see you. And like I said, keep in touch. Keep it. well. Keep healthy. Thank That's you. the main thing. Thank you, sir. Thank you. 